I'm the Class S hero, Puri Puri prisoner. I escaped prison just to see you. Well, well. Mm -hmm. Imagine that, a hero serving time in prison. <laughs> I took a cue from you and decided to escape as well. Thanks for that. Prisoner number 4188, the name's Sonic, right? You surprised I know. I check up on all the boys who catch my eye. I'm serving a life sentence because I can't seem to control myself. I see a beautiful man and I take him. Well, well. More soldiers have come for me. Goodness, my fins are quivering. <laughs> my! I feel the strength erupting out of him. Hang back, Sonic dear. <laughs> Class A, rank 11, sweet stinger. And Class A, rank 20, lightning max. I fancied both of those lovelies. Then you show up out of nowhere and ruin them! Now that Genos passed me, I rank lowest in my class. But I'm still Class S, unlike those two you've defeated. I'll start things off at half power to gauge how much you can take. You made me rip the handed sweater my boyfriend made for me! I will never forgive you, you bastard! Mm, a delectable slab of meat, prime and tasty. You've wet my appetite! Horrors from the Deep. Talking about anime. <laughs> and he has a squid for his face. It's Andy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andy. And I just get stronger when it rains heavier. I'm Bill. <laughs> he pulled one from the actual episode. Hey, buddy. Both. That dude's got a squid for a face. Oh, that that's true. He do. He do. And that monster kind of looks like a vagina, but with teeth and scariness going on there. Hello, how are you? I've seen that movie. I'm... Yep, that's called teeth. I have not. You should. It's good. I'm afraid. <laughs> of vaginas? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think you have nothing to worry about that movie. No, you're accurate. You're right. You're right. Is there a, was there a sequel with, like, buttholes with, like, teeth? <laughs> <laughs> teeth 2. Electric buttaloo. Now buttholes have them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a subtitle? Now buttholes have them. God. Hi, Bill. Hi. How's it going? It's been a week. Oh, fuck yes, it has. We've been sitting here for like two hours just talking about nothing. I mean, but things. And some of it's recorded as bonus content. Some of it is not. Some of it will never see the light of day. Some of it will never because we didn't record it. At one point in our conversation, I go, I should stop recording now. And you will never hear that, fans. Yep. (sighs) That's just how it be sometimes. That's just for the studio. That's just for the studio. It's just for the... Ghosts and ghouls and goblins of the studio and the nut cages and all of the Christmas ornaments and the random 
pink guitar in the corner. Well, there's no Christmas ornaments in here. Oh, no, I, they're already all up in your house. They're on the walls. I was going to comment on that, um, but I was like, yeah, this actually tracks. Yep. <laughs> this tracks. I straight up went to bed and woke up the next morning and found Christmas everywhere. Even your bathroom, which is weird. Yeah. That's a weird place for Christmas. Yep, Santa watches you poop. I absolutely adore the scent, the, the scentsy thing you have in your bathroom, though, that's like a mug. And there's like a gingerbread man, and he's like hanging out in a sauna of like Sensi cubes. Yeah, which you use the brown one, so it's like it's hot chocolate. <laughs> it's so good. That is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Hey, we're a podcast. Still are. Yep. Yeah. Somehow <laughs> we haven't been canceled. We have. I have questions. Um, <laughs> but let's not dwell on those. Uh, we're a podcast that talks about anime. Yep. And, and that's what we're going to do today. That's what we're going to do today. We're talking Eventually. about... At some point, we're talking about One Punch Man. One Punch. We're talking about Episode 8. We're talking about the Deep Sea King. Yep. This is a weird one, but I kind of like it. I enjoyed it. It's kind of the old uh, Trigun trope of this is part one of a two-part... Yes. Not officially two-part episode, but... No, but totally is. One story is told across two episodes. I like that. Yep. I, I love episodes like that. It's it's going to be, you know, your whatever steamer ship episode with, like, the two where you fought the Badland Badland gang. It's like your Cowboy Bebop, like... Spoiler. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, it's like sorry, your Cowboy Bebop Jupiter Jazz part one and part two. It's your Sailor Moon split up in the... Originally two episodes, but one at the very end of the season where they couldn't show the Sailor Scouts actually dying. Not quite the same thing. Not quite the same thing. Yes, that's what we have here in this episode number eight of our 13-part season one of One Punch Man. Hey, let's talk some nerd news, though, first. I hope you have some. Oh, well, I kind of do. BlizzCon just happened. Yes. Uh, about a, like last weekend. I've heard that's a thing. That is a thing. BlizzCon is a thing that happens. Um, it is a, uh, it was mired in controversy. I'm sure you have heard at least something about the Hearthstone player who, uh, got banned, uh, by Blizzard, competitive Hearthstone player for making comments, uh, about Hong Kong. Yeah, the pro, um, pro protester comments. Yes. 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 Anti-China comments. Yes, absolutely. And Blizzard, um, took that in a, well, probably not a very good place for human rights and has caused a lot of people to be very upset at Blizzard as a company. Mm-hmm. That compounded with last year's BlizzCon where their big reveal was a new Diablo game for your cell phone. Right. They had a lot to do this year to, I think, win fans back and over. Uh, and I think overall they did. When I really step back and think about and look at what they did present, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors, but still some exciting, some exciting things that came out of it. Uh, and the first one, we'll start with the one that maybe you don't know as much about, and then we'll end with the one that you do, is the is is going to be Overwatch 2, which if Josh were here, he'd probably, I'm sure, have a lot to help to contribute to this conversation. I right. know you won't. Got nothing. Um, but as someone who is part of the Midwestern esports scene, 
it's definitely something that's on my radar. Overwatch for us is our most popular and competitive sport at my school. And Overwatch 2 looks interesting. They're gonna, it's gonna be a upgrade in graphics wise. They're adding an actual story mode that is comprehensive and actually deep. And worth having, worth having, absolutely. Single player mode, right? That's Especially one of the reasons I didn't ever pick it up, absolutely, because I won't play with other people, right? And it is going to be compatible with Overwatch One, so Overwatch One will still be a thing if someone doesn't want to buy into Overwatch Two for the story mode and other additional things that you would get with that. You can still compete using your old game with people that are playing on Overwatch Two and the PvP portion of the game. So, That's a nice uh, feature. That is, and it's it's interesting. It's definitely it makes it almost seem less like a sequel, more like an expansion. Yeah, and more like an expansion, but also then giving it a number two though, instead of like shut <laughs> up, you <laughs> son of a bitch, instead of it being a whole new game, uh, <laughs> giving it a number two would be a title. That would be a title. God damn it. So yeah. That is exciting, although they have not, they didn't reveal a lot as far as, you know, the gauge. They showed some, like, different gameplay. They talked through some of the modes, but there's no release date. So, Overwatch 2 coming sometime? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They did a short little thing for a new expansion for Hearthstone. They did something for uh, World of Warcraft, obviously. Yeah. But the big other announcement was, and this one I am actually kind of jazzed for, is Diablo 4. Now... I heard that's a thing. That is a thing. And it's not for cell phones. Right, which is good. That's something. So, I guess, so I can shut up and you can start contributing to the conversation. Thoughts? Um, cautious. Okay. Very, very cautious. Um, I will not be pre-ordering this. I will not be getting a special edition. I mm-hmm. will not be uh, getting jazzed. Also, I've heard it's going to be a long way out. I would imagine probably true. Like, I think Thurk said not coming out anytime soon. And that's not, not normal Blizzard not coming out anytime soon. Like, it's a long way out for Blizzard even. Which is saying something. Yeah, so... At least when I'm retired, I'll have plenty of time to play it. <laughs> it's one of those things where, and I know this has to be the case, Blizzard needed to bring these big guns to appease people and win fans back from all the controversy and yep. change the subject, essentially, uh, and the public perception and opinion. So it's the equivalent of, was it last E3 or this E3? I think it might have been last E3. Where Tom, what's his name? Tom Howard, the guy who is part of Bethesda, who runs Bethesda or whatever, uh-huh. the Fallout and all that. He made a lot of like really big announcements like the new Elder Scrolls is in development and everyone lost their minds. But when you take a step back and you think about it, basically all he's saying is, guess what? This game will exist. We'll make it someday. Probably not until like 2025. Right. But it will be, exist out there somewhere. So that is, yeah, I think that's the same level of hype of, shit, we should make a cool cinematic, which, if you haven't seen the cinematic, that, I haven't. that was worth watching. That was cool. It's very gory, 
very cool. It's gross. I love it. That was good. Okay. But, like, then putting, piecing together just enough gameplay just to show, like, yeah, this is coming along when maybe it won't be. I hope they uh, take note that Diablo 2, especially, was beloved. Mm hmm. There's custom, they're customizing. You didn't just get things at every level, same character. There were builds. Mm hmm. I hope they understand that. I hope so too. I think it might move in that direction. I think, I mean, we had the reveal of the druid, the sorcerer, and I think a barbarian. We gotta be a barbarian. Yeah. So, here we are pulling in Druid from number two. Stop yeah. it. I said it again. <laughs> I said stop it to myself. Uh, as well as... <laughs> episodes are going to be called the, number two. Was the Druid even from Diablo 2 or was that expansion? Oh, that I mean. was from Diablo 2, but was from the expansion for Diablo, Diablo 2. Well, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that it was in even, Diablo 2. So that wasn't even a core class, I don't think. No, that was not a core class. That one and the Assassin... Oh, yeah. Were additional from uh, the expansion pack. Right. For Diablo 2. Lords of Destruction, I think yeah, it was. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, I think they're trying to harken back to maybe the glory days of Diablo 2 a little bit in the way that they're pulling from those classes. That makes um, sense. It makes a lot of sense, because I didn't love Diablo 3. I played it when it first came out, and... I think I liked it initially, and then they made all of these changes that, and I think I'm the opposite of you, because I'm one of the ones that, at the very start, loved the game, but then when they added, like, rifts and all that extra content, I was like, okay, I don't like this anymore. I just want to play my Diablo again and again and again, like I did with Diablo 2 and Diablo 1. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I played the rifts and the challenge modes and stuff, the dailies, basically. Essentially, They tried yeah. to really make it, they wowed it up, basically. Yeah. And I enjoyed it for a while, but I got sick of it pretty quick, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got every character, I got two of every character to level 70 or whatever the top was. You know, I was chasing, I was chasing achievements for a while there. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of stopped. Yeah, I don't blame you. Honestly. Yeah. Like, it was it was fine for a while. Yeah. And then it wasn't. That was BlizzCon. That was the big sort of, like, news that came out of that. I think it's one of the biggest things coming out, like, recently. I don't think there's been a whole lot of anything else recently that I've been paying too much attention to. Uh, did you have anything maybe for new news this week? Not especially. Okay. Slow week toy-wise, and yeah, I, I got nothing. Okay. Pokemon next week, man. Pokemon next week. I'm definitely looking forward to that. That'll be an absolute blast. Although there's so much. I'm part of a couple of, um, well, one Nintendo group in particular on Facebook. And God, it's been one of the most divisive games I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. I would not have expected that. I yeah. They'd be pretty jazzed. A lot of people are angry because they're not bringing all the Pokemon into the game. Um, it's one of the first games where catch them all is not actually something you can do because huh. there are like over a thousand at this point and the game developers were like, well, we're on the switch now. We don't have the means to make everyone. So we're going to make a limited Pokedex. I mean, we'll have new Pokemon, but you can't have all of them. And right now there's no way to transfer your stuff from like your 3DS 
or any of that stuff over to this line game. They didn't even code in like what the Pokemon looked like for the ones they didn't do. So well, you know, though the thing is. And I'm not against them for for doing that, like because I, I think kind of wrote themselves into a corner. Absolutely, they, they have. made so many Pokemon. It's now unwieldy to it is use them and everything. Right, totally agree. I'm on board with that, but there's a lot of people who are very anti Pokemon for that. I can see why people are angry about it. I can. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that again that they sort of made their own problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need a gritty reboot. Yeah. Need the second Pokemon War, extinct some of the Pokemon, start over with like a core number of, of like, oh, you could like totally redo like the original 150 with like a weird mix of, oh, that'd be so neat actually, like a post apocalyptic Pokemon game where a Pokemon, a Pokemon, a lot of them are just gone, right? Like, Pokepocalypse, like just like the real world, right? Like animals go extinct, these Pokemon go extinct. Right. I mean, they've already toyed with the idea of extinction with fossils in yeah. the Pokemon games before. And then, like, you just redo, like, the, the, the Pokemon, but, like, they've evolved in a different way. Like, they've, like, naturally evolved or mutated. <gasps> oh, my God, I want to play this game. <laughs> I want to make this an RPG, like a tabletop. I don't even know. <gasps> and we would play the Pokemon that are, Oh, like, my God. They've evolved to be the masters of this wasteland. Elcon is a week away. I gotta go with this. I gotta figure this out somehow. Okay. I haven't done anything. I haven't done shit. I haven't even posted a theme. I'll blame you. I don't have a theme to write on. I know. It's probably it's my fault. I'll write <laughs> without a theme. I need a theme, goddammit. Hey. Hi. It's Josh's week. Yeah, that's that tracks. <laughs> so we're gonna watch the episode. We've watched it. Yep. But we're gonna turn it on. I like the way you turn me on. Uh, hello, Smithers. <laughs> there will definitely be some turn-ons in this episode. Oh my god, this is the gayest episode of One Punch Man so far. I think this may be the gayest episode of One Punch Man ever. I love it. It's so gay. There's so much man butt. There's, like, super feminine characters, and just, it's, it's so good. It's heart, heart nipples. Heart nipples. Guys, there's heart nipples in this episode. Heart nipples. The guys I'm talking to are fans right now because it's just you and me in the room. And, and I'm aware of the heart nipples. And you know of the heart nipples. Um, and it starts for the gayest episode in the world. It starts with a vagina with teeth. An angry vagina. An angry vagina with teeth. Which, I mean, that tracks. No, it totally tracks. Like, I, I, absolutely. Um, no, really, it's Cthulhu in a tunic is what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like Roman Cthulhu. He is rising Cthulhu's- from the depths. Yes. Uh he is rising from the depths of the city. It is your monster of the week. Yep. Sort of we've gone back to that particular trope or idea for, for a while. At least for a little bit. And this octopus Cthulhu monster is just wreaking absolute havoc. He now, says they're gonna eat all the people and take over the world. Yes. So basic monster bullshit from the show. Yep. While he is causing crazy panic, we get a couple of shots of our good buddy who we haven't seen a whole lot of yet, Moomin Rider riding his bicycle with style Yep. toward the threat. Yep. And the people freak out. Moomin Rider's getting closer. But who shows up? See a bald head and a cape flowing in the air. Yes. And the fish monster's like, bald? What are you? Some sort of octopus? Are you sure you're not an octopus? <laughs> 
And then Q, Saitama, just punching him to death. Well, we not even that. We, we don't even see it. Moomin Rider pulls up onto the scene. There's just calamari <laughs> everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I love this scene where the people are all like, Oh my god, it was that guy again. What's his name? I don't know, but he's strong. <laughs> like, he's killing and, and dealing with everything, but no one knows who the fuck he is. Yep. And then we cut to a, uh, after the intro song. Yes. We got to a whole other horde of Cthulhu things coming out of the water. Now, I don't even think we get the intro song. We got a, we got a, uh. It was just kind of like a, uh, a card. Yeah, the card. Yes, the, the title card. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's just, this whole town is now being sieged by many of these sea monsters. Apparently they're by, they must be right by the beach because half the people wandering on this would, road are like. You think so, but you don't see it. You don't just see like it. Random bikini woman with a surfboard. <laughs> surfboard standing there. It's Japan. Yeah. It's, it's like, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. It looks like, well, okay. So Saitama saves the town from one crazy-ass squid monster. Uh-huh. But then here comes a bunch, and it's not Saitama that nope. challenges them this time. It's the, I believe, S-Class hero? I believe he is... Or is he A-Class? I think he is A-Class. A-Class, yeah. Stinger. Yes. Yeah, I believe he is A-Class. I think he's... Did they say he's the top of the A-Class? No, that's that's uh, Pretty Boy Mask guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, this guy is... Uh, he is an A-class hero. He is Stinger. He's got, I don't know, he's, what is he wearing? Like like a black wrap leather gimp suit kind of yeah. body suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And spiky hair. And he's carrying what he calls a bamboo stick. Which is just like a pole arm with like a pine comb drill at the end of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that he challenges him. And then we get... He just gets all Gurren Lagann all over. All. Oh, we get total Gurren Lagann here. Which he challenges, and it leads us right to our theme song. But we don't get to see that confrontation. Nope. We cut back to the apartment. Yep. Where Genos is using his incinerate to dry the dishes. It's such a cool use of his power. And at this point, Genos gets a phone call. Yep. Takes it, essentially saying, City J? That's really far away. Isn't there anyone else that can handle this? No? Okay. Uh, I love Saitama. He goes, man, that guy sure is busy. <laughs> Hope he's gone for like five hours so I can watch TV. <laughs> Pretty much the case. Genos comes back and says, hey, didn't you kill something called a sea folk? <laughs> he's like, Saitama's like, I don't know. <laughs> Which is so Saitama. He's like, maybe. I don't fucking know. So, yeah, right. He wants to watch TV, so he turns on the TV. Yep. But there's a news report about, saying that about the, the sea folk. About the League of Sea Folk or whatever it is. They, no, it's the clan of the sea folk. Yes, that's right. Because I keep thinking the clam of the sea folk. I was going to ask, why is it not the clam? So it's not even just Saitama that sees the news. Ever vigilant, Moomin Rider is also watching the news yep. and basically suits up, puts on his helmet. He's getting on his bike to go. We cut back to Stinger, you said? Yep, Stinger. Yeah. Stinger is looking worse for wear. So is his weapon. Like, the tip has changed. Oh, it's been a bit Worn bent. away? Worn away. Like, worn it was kind of pinecombing at, at the beginning, and now it's just like... Like a maggot butt. It's, Ew, it's you're just, right. It does look like a maggot butt. Yeah, it's just like cream-colored and segmented yeah, and yeah. kind of wobbly. And... He has killed many of these fish creatures. Yep. But the problem being, he's got four left and he's really beat up. And the fish creatures mock him. They taunt him and say, ha your fan club is yeah. gone. What are you going to do? And he says, don't. What does he say? 
basically he says he's going to fight harder without them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I doesn't have the whole back. And he does his drill attack and goes all Simone right. through four heads. Yep. You were talking about, and I completely agreed with you when we were rewatching this today, that it would have been so perfect had they taken the voice actor for Simone and used him Let here. Him be Stinger. Yeah. I think that should have happened. That would have been funny. would have been such a great callback or just little nod to... Because they do that all the time. Right. There, you've got the Gurren Lagann-esque thing here. We get a sail- a blatant Sailor Moon reference mm-hmm. in just a little bit. Um, you know, just like Excel Saga. We had a Piccolo reference early on. We did, yes, we did get the Piccolo reference in the early, early episode. Um, this show is not afraid to, like Excel Saga, just blatantly pick from other anime. Oh yeah. And just show it off here. So. So he drills the shit out of these things and he's like, yeah. Oh, sorry. He, uh, runs his weapon through all four heads. And essentially he's like, I did it. I, I, I finally did it. Twitch, he gets punched in the gut. He gets sucker punched by a fish clown. Yeah, I think fish, fish, how did, I thought we were going to talk about my college garage band. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought we were past those days. Remember we, remember we wore that crazy makeup? Remember that time I painted my nipples with hearts? <laughs> I think you might have a lawsuit. If I didn't go after the X-Files, I'm not going to go after, um, One Punch Man here. So. I think next Halloween, you should come to school as a deep sea king. Oh my god. Do you think that would work? I don't know. I'm not really sure. You see a red thong and a frill. Oh, Jesus Christ. Most sticker nipples. Yeah, not, not a good idea. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Saitama. Cause you have a 14 pack. That's very true. Dude, that dude has so many abs. <laughs> He's got all the abs. Made of abs. <sighs> Made of abs. Leave some abs for the rest of us. Oh my god, I wish. So, Saitama and Genos are running super rapidly. Right. Towards City J. Cause that's how they travel. Cause how they travel is running fast. Uh, Genos says, dude, I'll be back. I'm going to go check on things. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, not realizing later on when he like, he's like, oh wait, I have no way to contact him. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're running, running, running. Uh, and an issue, uh, yeah, an issue gets warned. A warning gets issued. Yeah. The, uh, evacuation order. Yes. Essentially saying this is a threat to tiger, mm-hmm. which is a, I think we talked about last episode. Yes. Yeah, it's like the lowest of the higher end risks. Yeah, the crises. Yes. Of the crises. Yeah. A tiger is a, you know, affects citywide. Right. We cut to the bureau or whatever it is of heroes, uh, and the hero academy. Hero, hero, hero academy. Uh, yeah. Hero, uh, no, not academy. Association. Yes. The hero association who essentially like, yep, we put out the call and then we see Moomin Rider one more time riding, trying to make a call, I think to the association. Yep. And he runs into a bunch of, uh, S class heroes who are leaving town. Yeah. A couple we've seen before. Yep. Uh, the one with like the weird plus sign mask, mm-hmm. the cowboy with the gas mask is there. Yep. And they're like, no, dude, it's, this is a, a well beyond a class C. Well, I think that's when we hear it gets upgraded from tiger to dragon. Was it dragon or demon? I think it's demon. Maybe it's, no. Yes. Yes. It was demon. And yeah, so they're like, you can't do that. But Moomin Rider, he gives no fucks. Right? Because he's he, Moomin Rider. He rides off. Uh, so we, we pick up in the fight between Stinger and the, uh, Deep Sea King. Deep Sea King, and yeah, Stinger gets his ass just completely beat. And Lightning Max is up on a water tower watching this. Now, have we seen Lightning Max before? I think we have. Okay. Lightning Max apparently is 
He's just kind of fast and has lightning abilities with his, like, kicks and punches and stuff. Well, he has, like, a rocket booster in his shoes and, like, yeah. gunpowder enhanced kicks. And... Yeah. And he is like, wow, I'm going to have to do something here and fight this guy. And when he's, like, kind of monologuing and thinking and talking, Deep Sea King just kind of lurks behind it him out of nowhere. Shows up behind him and then the fight's on. Yeah. It looks like maybe Deep Sea King is not going to be able to, to best him. Uh, a little bit here, but then he just sends this dude. Yeah, no, he wrecks him pretty quick. Oh, yeah, sends hard. him flying into a building to the point where he's laying on the ground and he says, what the hell happened? I can't feel my body. <laughs> he's stalked by Deep Sea King, who follows him up, but apparently he can. He definitely can see, feel his body, because he gets up and kicks him. Right. Um, but then just gets barreled once again. Thrown right out of the building. Oh, yeah. Right right from being thrown into being thrown out of the building. And the only reason he doesn't pancake on the sidewalk is... He gets caught. Yep. By a man? I'm going to let you handle this hmm. description, because okay. so, I am straight and it might be offensive. So okay. I'm going to let you handle this. So there is a beefcake dude wearing sure. prison gear. Right. Even with the stereotypical ball and chain around one leg. Yep. Running super quick. Yep. Jumps, catches Lightning Lad or whatever his name is. Max. Max. Lightning Max. And he's got a built frame. He's got a fro that's a little less froey than Pedro. Right. He's got the Peter Griffin ball chin with extreme stubble. Mm-hmm. He has, he's definitely got on some mascara and eyeliner. Uh, Full kissable lips. Oh, completely kissable lips. A sweater vest with a heart on it. Uh, yep. Over, over the, the prison. Yeah, jump, the stereotypical jump, yeah. like, black like, and white stripe prison yeah. uniform. And he essentially says, I can't let you get hurt. Cause you're too cute. Cause you're too cute. <laughs> This is the gayest character I think I might have seen in any anime, and I absolutely love it. I mean, Deep Sea King is... We didn't describe Deep Sea King. Can we take... I mean, okay, I, I kinda hey, did. Bill. I kind of did. Hey, Bill. Yes. You're into cryptozoology and and weird things and seeing bizarre stuff. Right. Describe Deep Sea King for our fans, since I described our good friend, uh, Puri Puri Prisoner is his name, by the way. That is a weird name. Tell us about Deep Sea King. I mean, he's a pretty standard deep one from Lovecraft. Just oversized. Maybe think Dagon? D- Dagon? Yeah. Yeah. How you wanna pronounce it? How you wanna pronounce it? I mean, it's a fucking weird, uh, elder, eldritch horror, yeah. I mean. And, but he seems to be wearing like, white and red clown makeup, not unlike the modern version of It. Oh, you're right. That makes him even creepier. He has a ruffled collar, Mm -hmm. a red and white fur-trimmed cloak. Like a king's cloak. Yep. And a crown. And a crown, yep. And it's a red thong. Yeah. Yeah, a red thong under, like, 14-pack. Yeah. And heart, heart nipples. Yes. Pink heart nipples. Pink hearts for nipples. Yeah. This is weird. Like, all of this is weird, and I love it. It is very Like, weird. this is what I'm here for. Like, <laughs> like, like, this anime sometimes is a little much. Sometimes I don't like what's going on. But this is what I'm here for. It got weird. I love it. So, we are at Purry Purry Prisoner. Um, he's not the only one who broke out of jail. Yeah, Sonic came with him. 
way, why is this hero in jail to begin with? Well, he explains that. Oh, he does. Yes, yes, he does. Sonic questions it even. He's like, why are you in jail as a prison, as a hero? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, and he's serving a life sentence, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is extreme. So he says when he sees a beautiful man, he just has to take him. <sighs> so he's serving a life in jail for serial rape? Yeah. I don't mean he's talking his dick in cornflakes. No, he, yeah, he's a serial rapist, apparently, but he still is granted the class of Class A. Yeah, and he breaks out to fight crime. Yeah. So, ouch. kind of like a weird heroed version of something like a Batman villain breaking out of Arkham Asylum to cause trouble and then being sent back. He's like a hero that get, breaks out constantly and then gets sent back. I was thinking, like, that show Road Rovers. With, like, the dogs that were people, and they drove cars. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you remember Road Rovers? I don't remember Road Rovers. It was the same art style made by the same people that made Freakazoid. Mm-hmm. And there was all these dogs that I don't remember if they were mech suits or if they were genetically engineered or what it was. But they were, like, these dogs were turned into anthropomorphic dogs. Yeah. And then they had cars, and Holy they fought shit. crime. I think I kind of remember Road Rovers. Well... There was a member of the group that was a Rottweiler, I believe, mm-hmm. who was rabid. And they had him, like, in a full Hannibal Lecter outfit. Holy shit. And he was sort of there, like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Better what? I can't remember what his character's name even was, but better get the rabid one out and let him go. Huh. And he was there, uh, like, so kind of like that. Like, he's he's got to be locked up for everybody's safety, but when shit shit gets real... Road Rovers has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, and 94% of people like this show of Google users who have rated it. I remember it being good. It First episode aired on September 7th, 1996. The final episode aired on February 22nd, 1997. <laughs> did not last long. No, about About six months. Huh. Okay. Well, that's a show. So... As I mentioned, someone broke out with him, and that is... Sonic. Sonic. What's his full name? Speed of Sound Sonic. Speed of Sound Sonic. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I just want to fall suit. I'm out too. <laughs> yep. Anywho, so the King and Puri Puri Prisoner are going to face off. Yes. So... And Puri Puri Prisoner is only going to use half power at first, just to be see what he's like. Very Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Extremely. Um, but he does power up, and he accidentally rips the heart-shaped sweater that his boyfriend gave him. Yep. I have questions. He's angry about that. He's angry, though. And the fight commences, and the punches are thrown, and it looks like maybe Deep Sea King actually takes a little bit of damage. Yep. But but then he says, you hurt me a little. And poor poor prisoner has a huge nosebleed. Yes. Oh, God, he do. (laughs) Oh, God, that may... That make him horny. Like, this is a horny fight. Um, a little bit. Sonic points out that, well, actually, Puri Puri is a lot more injured than he's letting on. Right. Uh, well, his face is dented. His face is totally dented. His eye is bloodshot. And so, like, it's kind of cool uh, that we see this, that, that particular kind of shot. So, Puri Puri Prisoner has a Sailor Moon transformation. Yep. Which actually really just results in getting buck-ass naked. 
Yeah, so he decides, like, he says, like, I'm going to transform, and he goes into angel mode, and, 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 and then he turns into the, like, the, the pink energy that Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts turn into, with hearts floating in the background, and he just bursts out, and then he's fucking naked, and then he's flying around with angel wings. Yeah, he does eventually sprout angel wing. Just like Sailor Moon do. Yep. And, yeah. What the actual fuck? <laughs> And then he just starts punching the shit out of the Deep Sea King. Oh, yeah. He's like, he basically calls for the angel punch attack angel or something. Angel Rush. That's what it is. And just beats the ever-living piss out of this. No, he tries to. Okay. Well, he does, but it doesn't he punches affect the him. Ever, he punches he him. Punches the ever-living shit All out the of living him. piss stays in the Deep Sea King. Yes. That's the problem. Absolutely. While this is going on, Genos is up on a rooftop somewhere, kind of sees what's happening and goes... He gets the energy spike of... Uh, Prairie Prairie Prisoner. Yes. And says, something's going on. Oh, shit. I don't know how to actually contact Saitama. So he decides he's going to go in by himself. Right. And take care of this issue. Meanwhile, Prairie Prairie Prisoner is is getting the ever-loving piss knocked out of him. Oh, totally. He gets just bombarded left and right. Yeah, it looks like he is going to go down. And not in the way that probably he'd want to. I want to talk about the visual, like one of the visuals from this fight. Okay. That really sticks with me. And that's when Deep Sea King decides to do his own flurry of blows. And Prairie Prairie Prisoner looks like he's been cupped all over his body. Yes! It's <laughs> fucking disturbing! It's just dense, giant, circular dents everywhere. I Like it, cupping. Yes. It's kind of freaky. It is a little gross. Just like yeah. cupping. It's kind of freaky. But anywho, Prairie Prairie gets booted off into a building somewhere, and that's yep. the last we see of Prairie Prairie for this episode. Yes. Maybe ever. I don't know. Could be. So now it's down to Sonic versus this Sea King here. Who talk? Sea King talks some shit to Sonic. So Sonic's like, "All right, I guess I got to kill you." He says, "I'm not a hero. I was gonna let you live. Yeah, and, and I'm not a hero, but I'm gonna have to beat you. Yep, you disrespected me. Yep. Before the fight begins, Sea King goes, "Ah, a gentle rain because it is raining. That's important. We're gonna come back to that in a minute. But yeah, this fight scene is actually really cool." It's one it, of the, it really has a pretty good fight scene. It's one of the better ones that we get in the entire anime so far. Yep, they're fighting in the November rain. They are. That's so apt. I guess one of the things that I really like about this that the show doesn't do all that often is that we don't see many fights without Saitama. Right. And I feel like this show is, at least from an action standpoint, is a lot better when Saitama's not involved in the action. By default. I mean, just by the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes are going to be better with characters that are evenly matched. Right. Or semi-evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Like, you really get the idea of how powerful Sonic is and how fast he is. Mm-hmm. And he really actually kind of has the edge on the Deep Sea King for a bit. Oh, totally. It isn't until... The rain gets starts coming down harder. Yeah, and the Deep Sea King reveals, yeah, I've been on the surface. I've been drying out. I don't have the same, like, mobility and strength. And apparently... You know, just like gremlins, you don't want to get them. You don't want to get the deep sea king wet, right? Um, or poor, poor prisoner. Or poor, <laughs> good lord, <laughs> that's so bad. So yeah, he's he's the big. The fight goes on. My favorite part of the fight is when deep sea king opens up his mouth and like a lamprey or yeah, because he says eel comes out because Sonic is like, oh yeah, he's just not fast enough to catch me, and then he gets like his midriff torn off by a, a fucking eel. A tongue eel. Yeah. It was weird. Um, and then in that moment, he actually speeds, Sonic speeds up to him and then like 
palm strikes him in the jaw, which causes like he bites his tongue off. Yeah, and bites his own tongue off. That was super cool. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, the fight goes on for a little bit until we get the break card. Welcome to that dang gum break card. My name is Andy, and you are listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. And I'm going to start once again, like I always do, and apologize for the tardiness of our podcast over really since March, honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you all. Uh, it's been a rough year. 2019 has not been kind to me on a personal level in many ways. And the podcast, unfortunately, has taken a back seat to a lot of my life. But we're here. We have a new episode. I hope you're enjoying it. Bill and I have got together and we recorded this episode of One Punch Man. It's episode eight. We only have four more for season one. We have already recorded episode nine. We have that in the can. We just got to edit it and get that put out. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a really great anime. We're having a lot of fun and we apologize for, again, the big gaps in between that we are trying our best to kind of get past. Uh, I just wrapped up esports for the season and I'm hoping that provides me a little extra time to make sure that I can get content out to you, the fans. But also with holidays coming up, it's hard to say how things are going to go. If you want to help support the show and help keep us going, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Japanese, where you can find things like bonus episodes. You can get really cool physical things like stickers and buttons. You can just help support the show in so many ways. Have us record episodes for podcasts that you want us to talk about. We've done that before with Superfan Matt and Captain Tyler, the anime that we I'd never heard of before, the irresponsible Captain Tyler, until he mentioned it. And had a blast recording that. Speaking of bonus episodes, we're actually going to be, hopefully, by the time that you hear this, either this weekend, Friday or Saturday, putting up another bonus episode onto that. Only $1 a month gets you access to all of those bonus episodes. And we've got, I think, over well over 30 at this point. Many, many hours of bonus content that you can listen to on a variety of topics. Uh, once again, that's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. If you want to help in a non-monetary way, you can go to iTunes, to Stitcher, to Google Play, to Spotify, wherever it is you listen to our show, and follow us so we can get those downloads consistently and leave a rating and review. Five-star reviews is one of the greatest ways, honestly, that other people could find our show, aside from just sharing it with those that you know that love anime. I guess that about does it for today, and uh, we're going to get back into our review of One Punch Man Episode 8. It's a weird one, but a good one. This is a really good episode, a really good anime. Hope you guys are enjoying it, and we will catch you on the next one. Take care. We're back from the break card. I had nothing interesting to say about the break card this time. <laughs> That's a first. Probably because it's late. We've, we're all slap happy a little bit here. Yeah. All of us. All two of us. So when we come back, uh, we come back to a weird part. The rain is falling. We see the city. But there is a news report going on uh, talking about the condition of what's happening. Uh, and hey, it's good old Moomin Rider again. Who <laughs> is waiting at a red light because he can't, he can't rush to the scene. The town has been evacuated. There's no one around. Yep. But the red light hits. And he does stop. Yep. I think you're right when you said that I would love Moomin Rider. Yep. He's pretty fucking great. Uh, he runs into Saitama, 
right? And this is, I think, an interesting interaction. I think it's the first time they've actually interacted. I think so. I think so. I, I, there's one point where they're together in a, his hotel, his hospital room. But I think maybe that comes later. That might come later. I don't remember that. But, um, he walks up and he's like, are you a superhero? <laughs> yes, the guy in the funny outfit, the only one around, riding a bike towards a scene of, a, of, of, of the, of the danger, is definitely a superhero. Yep. Um, so we cut from there to our good buddy, Ame Mask, Ame Mask, uh, who is doing a talk show, television news show or whatever. And they're trying to talk to him about what's going on in the city. Yeah. They're like, Hey, tell us, like, how will this situation pan out with this crazy monster trying to kill everyone? Yep. And Ame is like, yeah, actually I'm here to talk about my new music single. Yeah. Um, I heard the song. Yeah. So you're being disrespectful. And the dude's like, okay, sorry, let's talk about the music. And he goes, no, no, no. Let me tell you a thing or two about superheroing. And essentially just kind of lectures about how like a real superhero is going to follow their, you know, has to like believe in themselves yeah. and blah, 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 bullshit. Speaking of superheroes and villains, we cut back to Sonic versus the, the, the Sea King. This is when he realizes, holy shit, I don't think I can beat this guy. Yep. And he leaves his, the Sea King tries to snatch him out of the air mm-hmm. and actually just winds up with a handful of clothing. And that's where I'm confused because we hear a crunch. I, I got nothing here either. Yeah, I, I, I really I really got nothing either. We do hear a crunch, but yeah, he opens but his hands and just... It's just the prison pajamas. Yep. And, <laughs> and now Sonic's buck naked. Oh, yeah. This is our second buck naked character, male character of this whole episode. Uh, we see several shots of his ass just hanging out as he's standing around. Yeah, he's, he's getting away and he runs into Genos and Genos is like... Who are you? Which again, I don't think those two have had much of an interaction I don't think at all. So. Uh, I know he and Saitama have, but dude goes, "Yeah, you don't want to go that way." Well, no, he says you heroes don't actually stand a chance against true power. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then gone. Yeah, he does that thing where like he runs next to him and like he's mid run, but it's like made comical because he's naked and you right. can't see his dick because the way he's like blocked off by Genos. So yeah, that happens. We cut to apparently the refugee area. Yeah, it's like a big dome that they put everybody in. Mm-hmm. Yep, essentially like a safe house. And the monster has decided, hmm, I bet there are a lot of nice little snacky snacks in there. Yep. So he decides to break through the fucking roof. Like monsters do. Yep, like monsters do. He talks about how, like, I love he says, greetings and good night. <laughs> that's just that's just a really good line. And then uh, from this group of survivors, and a C-class hero steps up, uh, and I cannot remember his name for the All life back, of me. man. One more time? All back, man. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Yeah. I think he even says it on the back of his jacket. On the back. Yeah. All the back. All the back, yeah. Uh, he stands up against the monster. And pees um, his pants. Yes, he does. And he does admit, like, I'm not going to be able to beat this guy. Right, but, so I guess that's true heroism because he's scared, but he's yeah, he's gonna hold his own. He's like, trying. His his idea is, I can at least buy time for the S class hero, for a real hero to show up, right, to do something about it. So yeah, he pisses his pants. Understandably, uh, the monster lunges, and before the monster can get to him, uh, other superheroes step in the way. Yep. Can we describe these guys just a little bit? There's like a boxer cyborg and like a karate dude. Yeah. And then uh 
Snicky Snake. Snicky Snake. Snake bite Snake. Snake bite Snake. Uh, he also shows up. Yeah, we remember him. He's uh, the the bottom of the A class, um, the very bottom of it. But he is an A class hero. And the guy that pisses himself says, "We have two C class heroes, a B class hero, and an A class hero. There's no way we could lose." Right. And then we, they some and they summarily lose. Yes. But in the meantime. Oh, yes. I forgot. Something happens first. Um, one of the most wholesome images I think I've ever seen from this entire anime, Moomin Rider is riding his bike, and Saitama is doing that thing where Standing they have... on the back, pe- on the back, back Yeah, pegs. the bar, yeah, uh, of it. Until... Until he's like, hey, see a bucket-ass naked guy run by? <laughs> I love that that's a direct quote. Um, and he goes, I'm going to go check that out. I bet it was someone who evacuated while they were in the tub. <laughs> right, which... Why? <sighs> Saitama. So Moomin Rider just takes off t- toward the, the danger, dropping his cell phone. An important point for later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we're cut back to our four heroes in the shelter, facing off against the Deep Sea King. Snakebite Snake says, on the count of three, one, two, bam! Yeah, they cut get... it outside, and he has been thrown back through the uh, wall. The cyborgs all ripped to pieces. Ripped apart, and... yeah. The other two are knocked unconscious or dead. They might be dead. You know. They're laying in horrible I wanna, places, like over walls and shit. Yeah. Yeah, they totally are. And I guess I want to like talk about, there's so many times in this where a superhero is beaten so badly that I don't know who dies and who doesn't. Well, yeah. Like, and that's just a weird thing. It is. But, I mean, superheroes die and come back all the time in comics, so maybe, You're right. maybe that's the play on it. Maybe. That absolutely could be. That, that's, that's very much possible. But the good news is, who should appear in the hole of the shelter? Our good buddy, Genos. So Genos is on the scene. Yes. And we know that Genos is extremely capable. Yes. He, he might be able to handle this guy by himself, potentially. M- meanwhile, the Hero Association calls Moomin Rider's cell phone that Saitama answers. Yeah. And he goes, wait a minute. Um, is this the Hero Association? <laughs> to which they're like, yes, who the hell are you? He's like, I'm Saitama. And then we get a really dramatic shot of Saitama holding the cell phone. Yep. Looking with vengeance in his they eyes. They do tell, they think they're telling Moomin Rider, uh, where, what's going down. Right. Genos is there. Yep. Deep Sea King is in the shelter. Yep. And so that's how Saitama finds out. Mm-hmm. What he's going to be doing next episode. Yep, because that's the end of this episode. And we get our closing credits and no stinger at the episode of this one. Well, because he died in the beginning. Ha! Although he is in the um, voice voiceover for the next episode. He, is, he, he is. and uh, uh, Electric Boy. Electric Max. Max. Lightning Max. Lightning Max. Max. <laughs> hey, uh, B- sorry. Hey, Bill, this is yeah. neither of our episodes, so let's just freeform talk about what we thought. Isn't that what we've been doing? Of the whole episode? Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I like it. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. This is a good episode. There's drama, there's danger, we got some good fight scenes. Um, we actually established a few new characters, mm-hmm. we don't just see them. Yep. I think this is the best, these are the best fight scenes of the entire anime so far. So far, absolutely. I, we get a variety of heroes. We're not inundated to the point where it's hard to follow. I think we get just enough. Maybe a little too much, but like, maybe just a tiny, tiny bit too much. But it didn't turn me away like some of the earlier episodes where they're like, and here's another hero, and here's right. a list of all of the heroes in all the cities. Or there's hammering on you. Right, which I get. We talked about how it's world building. Right. But here we actually see some of them in action of different levels to maybe build... I, it kind of builds up, for the first time, actual tension. 
Absolutely, yeah. Because we've never seen stakes where we're like, can Genos actually do it? Can Saitama actually do it? Can I'm... Sonic even do it? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Well, even Saitama's out in the middle of the street wandering around. He had no idea where where anybody was or what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. a lot of people get killed before he shows up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of my favorite things from this episode is Sonic's use. Mm-hmm. I, eventually, I knew he was going to probably either... I knew he wasn't going to be the big antagonist. No. Like, there was no chance of that. Maybe, a, a, like, a recurring one, kind of like in Gurren Lagann, how, um... Oh, what's his name? Viral was? Like, he wasn't the big bad, but he was, like, constantly a thorn in their side. Well, and we've seen in the past that Sonic is incredibly dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly dangerous. In fact, the, he damn near beat the Sea King. Uh-huh. Until it started raining. Absolutely. That just ratchets up the tension of how nasty this bad guy is. And yeah. You start thinking, well, sure, Saitama can punk this guy out, but under a full force of rain, so can the Sea King. Right. You know. So it makes me wonder, and I'm sure it will happen, like, is he going to join the side of good? Probably, at some point. He's going to join up with Saitama and Genos, I imagine. I don't know that for certain. But, like, I like that, that it goes from he's just a villain to I feel like he's going to become a central character in the plot of the story. Well, he's not really a villain. I mean, he kind of is. He's a mercenary. Yeah. But, like. a rival. Right. But he sees himself as a bad guy. Yeah. Honestly. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see how much he, more play he gets within the story, and I hope he does get more focus, because I am starting to like him quite a bit more. Right. Yeah, no, it was a really good episode this week. Agreed. Agreed. But that's this week. Next visually week. interesting, too. Oh, totally visually interesting. I, I agree. I think it's it was... It kept me engaged the entire time, which is something that One Punch Man doesn't always do, just because of the specific way that this anime is is structured. That was episode 8, The Deep Sea King. Uh, We come back with next time with our second part of this two-part episode, which is episode 9, Unyielding Justice. Unyielding Justice. Unyielding Justice. Man, don't, don't yield that justice. Don't. So that's one, two, three, four, five more episodes in this season. No, not, not even that. Apparently it's one, two, three, four more episodes in this season. They're 12 episodes, not 13 episodes. So yeah, we're, we're almost done with season one of One Punch Man. Yeah, we are. Crazy, crazy. Uh, hey, Bill. Hi. Hi. Send us out of here. Why don't you? This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two Eldrick abominations from the deep talk about anime. I want calamari. I'm Bill. I'm Andy. Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> and we'll see you next time. My hip's starting to hurt. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. 
You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. Give the signal. Charge him. One. Two. That's weird. I know I saw a naked guy. Um. <laughs> now, why so quiet all of a sudden? You there! Are you one of the sea folk? Huh? Moomin Rider went in there? Yes. I couldn't stop it. Hello, Moomin Rider. What's your location? This is beyond what you can handle. The monster even took out a Class S hero. We need to assemble a subjugation squad and fast. A Class S hero was defeated? Who is this? Where's Moomin Rider? What's going on? <laughs> Stand up paddling mode! <laughs> It's the roar of justice! Wait, is this the Hero Association? Yes. And who are you? Put on the owner of that cell phone right now! This is the Hero Saitama. Saitama? 